forthright and hard hitting Eldrin Sampia on SAFM Sometimes you'll think he's personal in approach Well the guy is just doing his job Hashtag #don't take it personal it's 22 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Tezi Mabuza, who's the acting commissioner at the National Consumer Commission. So the National Consumer Commission is working alongside the Asset Forfeiter Unit at the National Prosecuting Authority and has obtained a preservation order on uh, two bank accounts, one linked to the travel business, Priority Escapes, and the other one linked to Francois Swart. The NCC has found that Francois Swart and Priority Escapes violated Section 47 of the Consumer Protection Act and set to serve SWART with a summons to the National Consumer Tribunal to tell us more about how it is investigating this, um, these um, alleged um, transgressions, or well, now the founding of these transgressions um, that have been made by the um, Consumer Council, also looking into the investigations around two other uh, travel agencies. Tezi Mabuza, the Acting Commissioner at the National Consumer Commission, now joining us on the line. Tezi, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, and thanks for the opportunity. First of all, let's start out with uh, priority um, prior, priority escapes. When did the first complaint come, and what's the, the crux of it? Um, we started receiving complaints around um, April, um, mostly, and before we kind of like look at them and thought that it was simply an issue of misrepresentation or fraud. But then when we started receiving others, then we realized that there is a pattern. Because in this case, it's where a person would say, I paid for a trip that never happened. And then we thought that maybe it could be just one of those scams. And then we started to have a closer look at the modus operandi and we realized that it was really an issue of misrepresentation where in a company that uh, people would assume that it's a legit, a legit company that would be registered as a company would actually was doing business. And then people really had confidence in that, that it will deliver. So that is how we had received it because it was mostly like we didn't get the service. And then as we said, you know, it looked like fraud, but then as you dig deeper, you realize that there's a pattern. Okay. And when you then done, when you did your investigation, um, what is it that you were able to uncover? And were you able at all to get a hold of um, Mr. Swartz? Yes, on, on, on matters like this, so when we realize that um, you get, especially like on, on some of the investigations, if we believe that something has to look more like a scam, though it uh, masquerades as business, before you even go in and, um, and, and confront the business or the person, what you would do, you would do your own investigation, look at the patterns and try to see where the, um, the investigation is going. And then once you realize that, yes, it is a business, but then it will now uh, seems like there is fraudulent activities, then you will rope in other agencies. And as you rope these other agencies as well, it is then that you would now also look at the businesses like in terms of the amounts that they have and all that in the accounts. Because mm. if you would jump the gun, what we had realized with um, businesses that have fraudulent um, um, tendencies 
is that once you issue an investigation certificate without really securing the funds, you stand to lose everything um, there. So we would rope in other colleagues, understand how money is coming in and flowing, and then from there, then we would seek a preservation uh, order before we would even go in. And uh, um, now when we issue a preservation order, we also issue directly an investigation certificate to that person. Yeah, and and in this particular case, did you find any money in the business's bank account? Because apparently the notification that was sent to the clients was that the company is facing financial problems. Yes, we did um, receive some money because the um, preservation order that we received was issued on the 3rd of um, November. And um, we have a little bit um, uh, of funds that we have preserved in both accounts. But then for now, we cannot really disclose it. It's, it's really minimum, not really, you know, it doesn't equal what really we had received in terms of if somebody says I've paid 20000 somebody says I've paid 80000 and then you can add up. It's really minimum um, in terms of what we could preserve, preserve, but because we don't even know how many uh, consumers um, did actually um, put in money or maybe book holidays would say through that uh, account. So we did receive, uh, preserve something. So where is Mr. Swart? Where is Francho Swart? We really don't know um, for now because when we went to the businesses now after we've done the investigation concluded and then we wanted to proceed to the tribunal because when we go to the tribunal like any other court, we have to serve the other party. When we wanted to um, serve him um, last month, uh, mid uh, November, we couldn't find him in the business in the um, address that was stated wherein he was operating, even where in the consumers um, kind of like alerted us to in terms of the addresses that they know. So he's nowhere to be found. A warrant of arrest has now been issued. Um, has there been any attempt to make contact with some of the staff members at least? Um, for now, we would say that um, once from our side, because us, it's a civil matter, and then when we also receive, um, report to the uh, colleagues in, in, in SAPS, as, as you have seen, that other businesses as well in Mudimule have also reported that, then it becomes purely a criminal matter. For us, then, we would work with the law enforcement agencies once they have located him as well, because now it's two different uh, um, tribunals. It will be the criminal side, and then it will be the civil side. So we want to deal with both um, and concurrently because it's violation of different legislations. And then in terms of the recourse that are, that's available to um, the customers and the clients who have lodged these complaints, will they be able to receive their money back at all? Um, once we go to the tribunal and then they found that indeed he is uh, um, he's found guilty and then the uh, judgment is in our favor, then because we have preserved that fund, then a liquidator will be um, appointed to now round off everything that we would have received. And once that is done, then consumers will be repaid. But in this case, it will be what we call that um, um, sense to rent in terms of now the percentage that we would have put in versus what has been preserved. But in instances like this way, you would find that a, a an act has been ongoing for a longer period, you would find that it's difficult really where you would find that you've paid in, let's say, uh, a thousand rand or maybe, let's say, 
2,000 and then you'll end up with like cents to rent, something like maybe one rent to every 2,000 that you have paid because it's a number of people and companies like this, they normally would use that money as soon as they receive it. They are not, yeah, they are not actually operating a business. They use it for their own personal gains. And two other complaints again, uh, unique, unique KB Holdings and also complaint against the Travel Plug. Can you just quickly tell us about uh, the allegations there? Yes, the allegations there with um, um, a unique uh, KB, what we have, what the, 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 the uh, director is doing this well. It's a company as well. You can see it's registered with a sole director. What they had done is in April, they promised that they have um, travel trips to Botswana and to Namibia. And only when the trip was supposed to happen, then uh, consumers as well were told that no, they can't. They can't proceed. It has been cancelled because the uh, director was involved, yeah, presumably in a car accident. So that would mean that people can't travel because the owner is involved in an accident. And um, the one for now travel plug as well. It's different destination, and then people paid in money. And then when they wanted to go as well, they were told that they have now uh, met with uh, unforeseen circumstances, so the trips have been cancelled. So you can see that when you're looking at um, your priority escapes together with a unique KB and you're looking at travel plaque, it's actually the same modus operandi where in they masquerade and then they collect monies. Then immediately, like when people are supposed, you know, when you're excited that I'm leaving next week, then you get this um, email or SMS that says that, you know, you can't travel. So it's the same modus operandi. Thank you so much for your time. That is Acting Commissioner at the National Consumer Commission, Tezi Mabuzazi.